You Can Handle Anything, episode number 320. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, but I also know that you can live a more empowered and less reactive life. By embracing the unstuck method, you gain the power to control your emotional reactions in the very moment they arise, ultimately leading you to living a more peaceful, joyful, and deliberate life. This podcast is dedicated to exploring exactly that. We'll dive deep into the tools and strategies that will help you navigate through life's challenges with resilience and confidence. Tune in and discover how you truly can handle anything life throws your way. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I had a story planned for you this week, but I decided to shelve that story and share it with you another time because I have a new story for you. And this is what I want to say. I do a lot of coaching every week, and most of the coaching that I do has to do with relationships and conflicts within relationships. And I thought it would be a good idea to share with you my perspective on how to resolve any conflict. And by conflict, I'm talking about everyday emotionally challenging situations that you face with the people in your life. Now, before I share with you my perspectives on how to resolve conflicts, I want to first explore with you the thought that having conflicts is normal. And I say that because I think a lot of us actually believe that having conflicts in relationships is not normal or that it's a bad thing. But when we believe that conflict is not normal, or when we think it's a bad thing, it makes the situation even that much more challenging to deal with because then the conflict becomes a real problem. Whereas if you had the mindset that conflicts is just a normal part of any relationship, then when you face the conflict, you don't necessarily need to make a drama out of it because it's something that, quote unquote, shouldn't be happening to you. But rather you face it head on, like, here's the conflict. It's a normal part of human living, and I'm going to solve it. Like, keep it simple. Stay out of the drama, stay out of the story, and take empowering steps to resolve it. Okay, so I'm going to share with you three ideas for how to resolve any conflict, and then I'm going to share with you a story that happened to me last night and how I used these ideas to resolve the conflict that I was in. So first of all, when you get into a conflict with someone, you need to own the fact that you are feeling stuck. Now, why do I start here? I start here because when you get emotionally stuck, typically the first thing that you're going to do is blame the other person. You're going to blame them for starting it. You're going to blame them for being wrong. You're going to blame them for not showing up the way that you want them to show up. You're going to blame them for not being more self-aware. You're just going to go into blame mode. And when you're in blame mode, you are stuck. And I want you to really hear me on this one. It doesn't matter what the other person did or said or didn't do or didn't say. If you are emotionally stuck, you are stuck and you need to own that. And what's also really important to remember is that that other person did not make you stuck. 
I know it might feel like they did, but they didn't. How did you get stuck in this spot? Your brain put thoughts and meaning on top of the things that they said and did, and that's what got you stuck. Before your brain put thoughts or meaning on top of what they said or did, you were feeling fine, maybe even peaceful. And along comes this person, they do something or say something, and then you put your thinking on top of that, and then you get stuck. They are not to blame. The only reason that you're stuck is because of your own mind. And I know it's hard to wrap your head around this, especially in the moment when you get stuck, but it's really the first step to resolving any conflict. We think the first step to resolving any conflict is to try to control the other person, to try to show them how they were wrong, to try to control them into showing up differently, to try to control them to listen to you and to understand your point of view and all of those other things, but that never helps. And in fact, it usually makes the situation so much worse. So instead of trying to control the other person and show them where they are wrong in so many ways, own the fact that you are emotionally stuck. And that leads me to the second way to resolve any conflict, and that is to get yourself emotionally unstuck. Yes, they may have been stuck, and yes, they still may be stuck, but you are not responsible for them being stuck. You are responsible for you getting yourself unstuck. They cannot do that for you. Now, I know your mind thinks they can get you unstuck, right? Your mind thinks that if they apologize or if they forgive you or whatever it is you want them to do, then you're going to feel better. But that's not really going to get you unstuck. That's just another way of you controlling them. Getting emotionally unstuck means you taking a stop and you processing your own emotions and you recognizing the role that you're playing in that story because yes, you played a role in that story. And it's about you investigating your beliefs, probably your limiting beliefs, because yes, you walk around with limiting beliefs all the time. And it means you taking on a new perspective that's actually going to improve your quality of life or improve that relationship in that moment rather than diminish it. Your job is to get yourself unstuck. Your job is not to get the other person unstuck or to try to get them to see your point of view. Trust me, if you are really 100% emotionally unstuck from the situation, there wouldn't be any conflict. Now, it's not to say that you didn't like what they did, and it's not to say that you can't have an opinion about what they said or did, but it is to say that if you know how to get yourself unstuck, there really isn't a conflict anymore because you've accepted what was You've accepted what happened. You've accepted the facts. You've accepted the past. And you're no longer stuck on it and you can move forward with a clear mind. But of course, the mind doesn't naturally do that. What does the mind naturally do? It stays stuck. And it says things like, well, I wouldn't have done that. In other words, the mind makes them wrong and it justifies where you are right instead of looking at yourself. 
And so the mind stays stuck and staying stuck will only keep you in conflict. And I want to say, the other person may not ever get unstuck. They may not even know how to get themselves unstuck. And honestly, that is not your problem. Your problem is to get yourself unstuck, period. They can still play the game they're playing. It doesn't matter. You don't have to play it. You can get unstuck from it. And by the way, when I use the word unstuck, I am specifically referring to using the unstuck method because it is literally the most effective and efficient way that I know of to get yourself emotionally unstuck. And I'll just add in a little plug while I'm here. If you want to learn exactly how to do that step-by-step with me, click the link in the show notes or head over to my website, shiragura.com, and sign up for my next live workshop. Okay. Another reason, by the way, that it is so important to get yourself emotionally unstuck when you're in a conflict with someone is because often when we are stuck, we are not showing up as the person that we want to be. Instead, we're playing the victim, we're second-guessing ourselves, we're people-pleasing, we're feeling guilted into acting a certain way. When you are unstuck, you're not doing any of that. You are showing up exactly as the person that you want to be. Okay, so the third way to resolve any conflict is to be self-compassionate. It's to be kind to yourself for getting stuck in the first place. It's being kind to yourself that you reacted automatically to this person and that you got stuck. You know, often the reason that we get stuck is because we get stuck on surprise. Someone does something or someone says something that we just didn't expect. And even though this may start out because the other person got stuck, you end up getting stuck on the fact that they are stuck. It happens all the time. And then we can be really hard on ourselves for ending up in that situation. So be kind to yourself. Remind yourself that you're human. Forgive yourself. And remember that now is a new moment and you can move forward. You know, being kind to yourself has implications on your life way beyond yourself. It may feel like you're doing that. You're being kind to yourself for yourself, But the truth is, when you are being kind to yourself, it's actually impacting other people. How? Well, when you speak badly about yourself, right? I'm so terrible. I'm not good enough. No one likes me. All of that stuff. Those thoughts drip into other relationships. And whether you realize it or not, you start to have the same thoughts that you have about yourself toward other people. And when you become more kind to yourself and speak kindly to yourself, the more you end up doing this to others, whether you're aware of it or not. You know, the other person got reactive too. And if you can be compassionate toward yourself for losing control, then you can likely recognize the other person was just doing the same thing. They just got reactive too. They're human too. You know, Conflict often feels like it's me against you. But when you start to use these concepts that I just shared with you, we can start to drop our stories and drop the ego. And we can consider that it's not me against you, but rather it's us against this situation or us against this problem. 
And you and I together can resolve it. Yes, ideally, you would be both getting unstuck. But even if just one of you gets unstuck, it is enough because it only takes one person to change a moment. Just one. And that person can be you. So let me share with you a quick story that happened last night. My son plays baseball and he's in a little league tournament. Yesterday they had a game that took place about two hours south of where we live and my husband and I drove our son to the game. Yesterday's game was a big game. In fact, if they were to win the game yesterday, they would become the national champions for his age group and then they would travel to Poland this summer to play against the other countries. Well, guess what? They won and it was a big deal. And at the end of the game, all the parents that were there, at least this is what I understood, a bunch of them were going out to pizza. And by that point, it was like 8.30 at night. So when my husband and I and my son got into the car, my son said to my husband, who was driving, can you type in pizza into the GPS so we can have pizza with the rest of the group? I think he assumed that if we put it into the GPS system, we'd find the other kids. Now, my husband, who was likely very tired at that point, reacted automatically and said, no, I'm putting home into the GPS system and we'll find a place on the way to stop so you can eat. Boom. He reacted. And you can bet your bottom dollar where my mind went. (laughs) It was like, what? Our kid just spent two hours playing a game, a very intense game, and they won. Why can't we go have pizza with the rest of the group? What the heck is your problem? Why are you so freaking negative all the time? Why can't you just have some fun? Now, I didn't verbalize any of those thoughts because I've learned that when I'm stuck, verbalizing my stuck thoughts do not help the situation. So I kept quiet and I walked myself through the unstuck method. I went through all of the steps, one at a time. I dug up all of my thoughts, including, you know, I believe my husband doesn't care enough about my son and that he cares too much about himself and that he's always reactive and he never stops to consider other people's perspectives and that he was in a bad mood and that he's often in a bad mood and that he's not fun to be around and that if I say any of this to him, he's gonna react back to me. And this situation stinks. (laughs) Like, those were my thoughts. And it's important to take time to kind of download your thoughts, whatever's going up in your mind, and really be honest with what you're thinking. Otherwise, you will never get unstuck. Because the source of every conflict is always an uninvestigated thought. So I checked into those thoughts And I noticed that none of them were 100% true. They were just my stories about my husband. It was just my perspective. And I considered in that moment that stopping at this rest area might actually be fine. In fact, I considered the food might even be better than the pizza that my son wanted. And I also considered that I'm not responsible for how my son feels. I spoke about this in last week's episode, by the way. And I also considered that this isn't my story nor is it my business. This was between my husband and my son. Now, if my son needed my help with getting unstuck or speaking with my husband, I was there to help, but he didn't. And so I stayed out of it. 
I practiced being kind to myself for being reactive to my husband who was being reactive. And I found myself being compassionate toward my husband who had a long day and was tired and was just trying to do his best to get us home at a sane hour. We ended up stopping at this rest area and my son got a hamburger, which delighted him more than pizza ever could. And we did get home at a decent hour. End of story. End of conflict. That was it. When I woke up this morning, I did notice there was still a little bit of some stuck thoughts and feelings lingering. How did I know? Well, I woke up thinking about initiating a conversation with my husband, like telling him how disappointed I was in him being reactive. But no, that's just me trying to control him again. That's me believing that if he hears me, I'm going to feel better. But I know that that's not true. So I went through the unstuck method again, and I got myself unstuck. Now, I don't want you to think that getting unstuck equals having no voice or not being able to articulate yourself. You absolutely can express yourself, and I encourage you to get clear before doing so. And that is another tool entirely that I teach about that I'm not going to get into now. But first things first. You always need to first get unstuck. That is the foundation for all relationships. If you try to have a conversation from a stuck spot, you're not going to resolve the conflict. Likely, you will make it worse. Own your stuck spots, my friends. Get yourself unstuck. Tell the other person you need time to do some inner work before you continue speaking with them. If they can't appreciate or respect that, that is not your responsibility. Do your work, my friends. Be kind to yourself and watch the world become a more peaceful and joyful place to live in. And by the way, don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself and let me know how it works for you. My dear friends, I am going to be flying to the United States tomorrow and spending the entire summer there. I was invited to speak at a school system in Chicago where I'll be bringing the Unstuck Method to teachers and students. It's a dream of mine coming true, and I'm so excited about it. If you want me to come to your area and lead a live workshop on getting unstuck, email me as soon as possible. Or if you want to join me on my next live workshop on Zoom, click on the link in the show notes or head over to my website to save your spot today. Getting unstuck is simple, but it's not always easy. And the best way to get unstuck is to do it in community. This workshop really is the life education that you never knew that you always wanted. I truly hope that you'll sign up for the next one. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this week of the podcast. If you want to learn how to better handle things in your life, the very first step is to learn how to control your emotions so that your emotions don't hijack the moments of your life. And guess what? I created a free class you can access right away. Click on the link in the show notes or head over to my website, shiragura.com, to sign up for the class called It's Not Your Fault, why controlling your emotions is so hard and the simple strategy that really works. And then you'll be well on your way to learning how to handle anything. Because when you do, 
you'll realize this is just the beginning of an incredible journey, not only toward learning how to get emotionally unstuck in your life, but toward learning how to live your best life. I'm excited for you to begin.